to you live from Scenic, the basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn. I'm Jana Jefferson, and this is And Friends with Jana Jefferson. Woo woo! So every other week, me and a new guest host each time are going to discuss the latest news in pop culture, the industry, life, and more. And today's guest is none other than Kendria Shaw. Woo 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 woo! <laughs> so how are you today? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm Happy fine. 2018. Thank you. Happy 2018 for you too. So you said that. It was a mess getting here today. Please explain. A complete mess. <laughs> I almost got lost actually on my way here because I was going to get on the number two train instead of getting on the C train because Ooh. I'm like, uh, okay. Because you just so, didn't know what to do? Yes. Friendly. Okay. Kanjiri is from um, Jersey City and she said she like never comes to Brooklyn. So this is like all new to her. So why would you have gotten on the two just because like it, it was there? Because I put it in my, I put it in maps. Oh. On my phone, and they told me to get on it too. But I'm like, that wasn't a part of the message. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that would. Uh, I'm sure it would have worked, but like, just follow my my directions. Yeah, and I'm here. <laughs> so that's all that matters. And I was still like later than her. So, but it's because the C train. Ugh, I feel like I've talked about the C train like snarkily, like in passing on this show, like four times. And I'm like, yeah, it's just the C train. But it's true. The C train is like always ruining my life. Yes. I'm like, am I going to miss my stop? What stop do I get on? Okay. I wait. actually missed. <laughs> I think I was, I was texting my friend about something and I missed my initial stop. So I had to take, get off the next stop, take an uptown train, one stop to get on, get to the stop I was supposed to get off. And if it, <laughs> just a mess. I'm like, I need to start like being more aware of my surroundings. So. Every episode before the show like officially starts, I give my mood of the day with a different Beyonce song or video or something that has to do with Beyonce because she's like my favorite person ever. So Beyonce mood of the day, and you obviously can participate. So what would you say your Beyonce mood of the day is today? <laughs> I want to go more with Irreplaceable and Ooh, party. Ooh, combination of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any particular reason? No reason. Just feeling those two today? Yeah, no. Yeah. Irreplaceable, I don't have a reason. Party, I'm just always in the uplifting, funny, goofy, dancing, energetic kind of mood. So I feel like party are more suit that energy. Awesome. I'd say that today I'm between two, too. Um, 7-Eleven, because I'm wearing the kale sweatshirt that she wore in the video. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bought this if it wasn't for Beyonce. Actually, no, that's a lie. I didn't buy it at all. It was a Christmas present. Shout out to JoJo, my best friend, who got me this sweatshirt. And then also, um, have you seen the Feeling Myself video with her and Nicki Minaj? Oh, maybe. Because no. it's, like, it's a title exclusive, so obviously not a lot of people have seen it. But it came out in like 2014 or something. <laughs> it's old and no one has seen it. But there's like a scene in the video where they're eating cheeseburgers. And since I'm hungry right now, I'm like, I feel <laughs> like that is me. Like them just scarfing cheeseburgers. I'm definitely, I would like something to eat. I don't think I'm going to have a burger because I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to like eat better foods. Maybe if I got like a turkey burger. Oh yeah, I'm I'm with the beef burgers. <laughs> I know, like I uh, turkey burgers, they're not terrible, but I would prefer beef, like each time. 
I actually signed up for the gym yesterday. But... Oh, really? Because I canceled my gym membership. <laughs> I canceled my gym membership before uh, the holiday because I'm like, I hate the gym. I love it. Like, yesterday I went, I worked out after I signed up. I love it. It's so relaxing. Like, it gives me a peace of mind. Put my music in, got on the treadmill, and I was minding my business. I felt like I was somewhere else. It felt so good. Well, at least you enjoy it. <laughs> For me, I'm just, I think it's because, like, I used to be a competitive gymnast. So, any, like, I would, I don't know. I wouldn't say the gym is boring. It's, I just need a little bit more, like, extreme. And, like... I feel like if I did maybe, oh, no, not CrossFit. I'm not built for that. Like, I'm not as strong as I once was. So, like, if I tried to do, like, CrossFit, I'd probably, like, really hurt myself. But I think I'm going to – I found some adult gymnastics classes at Ripley Greer. So I might want to sign up and see, like, what I can do. Get back in the gym. I feel like that was, like, the strongest I ever was when I was a gymnast. So I'm, like, I'd like to get that back. So the first topic of the show is talk of the town. We just talk about a couple, like, pretty – Hot button stuff. And this tonight we're going to talk about two things. Uh, you want to do the one we were talking about before first? Or... Yeah, we... What's the other one? Oprah! We could do Oprah. Okay, so Oprah gave an incredible speech at the 75th Annual Golden Globe Awards. She talked about the importance of um, the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, which is basically the same thing, by mentioning Reese Taylor and Rosa Parks, the importance of showing little girls that anything is possible and that a new day is coming in America. And thanks to that, many people are really hoping that she can run for president in 2020. Um, today on, what was it? I think it was CBS This Morning. Gail King, her best friend, was like, yeah, she's probably not going to run, but she is intrigued by the idea. So would you want Oprah to run for president? Why or why not? Yes, I most definitely will want her to run. Mm, most importantly because she's a woman. Mm -hmm. And it would encourage women to want to do anything no matter what it is. And nothing can really stop you because you know they said a woman can't be president. Yeah, and they but, stopped us the last time. So Right, and it's like... <laughs> She's she's going to do it anyway. So it's like never tell a woman what they can't do, mm -hmm. you know. So it's just like it'll give women more strength to do a lot more things. So that's why I would most importantly want her to run. Would the, um, the, I, would the fact that that she doesn't have, like, government experience, would that, like, freak you out if she was in charge? Like, because it's, you know what happens when we don't have someone with government experience in the White House. Right, and I feel like I feel like even with people with experience, they say what they're gonna do before they get in there, but then they get in there and they do something different anyway. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely something that she could learn. Yeah, I feel like she's like teachable. Yes, she has um, a functioning brain. Yeah, she's clearly very smart. It's nothing that you can't learn. Whatever she don't know, she can learn it in between time that she's running or however she's gonna do it. And I feel like we'll be okay. And I feel like she's also like, and besides being teachable, she's also. She's adaptable. Like, she can do a lot of things because, not because she's Oprah. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, why are you doing this? Because I'm Oprah. <laughs> she can do a lot of things because she really does put in the work. Right. Like, she was in The Color Purple. She got an Oscar nomination. That's amazing. Like, she puts in the work when she does, when she really wants something or she really tries. 
she's like an unstoppable force. Yes, I feel like she never have step what she do. Like she always do it all the way. She give it her all. So I'm sure mm-hmm. if she was to get elected that she wouldn't make any irrational decisions. <laughs> she get it. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you look for in a leader? I look forward to self-motivation, self-love. I look forward to an Alita. That's it, most most importantly, self-love and self-motivation mm-hmm. because I feel like with self-love, everything else falls in place with the mm-hmm. leader. Like, you know, guidance, good leadership, all of that falls in place when, you in, when you're good with yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything else pretty much fall down the line. Now, the one thing that would bother me, though, if Oprah was to run for president, it's like, uh, have you ever noticed that, like, people always want black women to clean up other people's messes? And you know that, like, right now, it's a mess. So it's like, oh, like, we need we need Oprah to fix this. But at the same time, it's like, what if she can't fix it? And people are going to get, like, really upset. And then they're going to be, like, just treating her like crap, like, they treat a lot of other black women in the world. So I would hope that I don't think she's actually going to run. I think she's just focused on her empire. Right. And I don't think she needs any more, <laughs> any more power. She's strong enough. Something that will bother me is I do feel like women act off feelings and emotions. I do. So Ooh. I feel like she's just gonna, that's, a lot of, like she dealt with pressure but this is a different kind of pressure mm-hmm. like this is another level for her this is not you know tv talking to people this mm-hmm. is something completely different yeah a whole different feel so i feel like that i feel like i feel like she would be able to keep her composure i feel like <laughs> this one who's in office now i think he's the one who's acting on emotion i feel like oprah i feel like a lot of people like whoever is um interested in running and whoever is going to be like the 46th president i think by having this monster in office we see like what we shouldn't do and what we shouldn't do is act on emotion i think that goes for everyone too like don't act on emotion i need to take that lesson because i tend to act on emotion sometimes well i feel like 70 percent out of 100 of the women Act on emotion. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely something that it 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 can be concerning if we had a woman in office that things would get blown out of proportion. But we also do need if we ever do have a woman president, um, I think that she would need to be able to be relatable enough but know that she can also get stuff done. Right. Because, like, we, I'm sad. Like, I'm still sad that Hillary's not president, to be honest with you. I really wanted her to win. Um, But I feel like she was extremely unlikable, and it turned a lot of people off. But there's no denying that she was the the right person for the job at the time. Like, I'm sure there's loads better women that can come in the future that are better than her. But... (laughs) For that particular, uh, like, election, there was no, I don't, I wish hatred, like, didn't win. But, like, (laughs) she was the one. Like, she was the right candidate at the time. Out of all the monkeys, like, the barrel of monkeys, we'll get to the monkeys in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the chips in the bag, she was the right chip for sure. At the time. 
Oh my god, I forgot. Like you're so young. Right. That was your first election that you voted in. I didn't vote. Oh no! Was there like <laughs> any reason why? I really wasn't into politics at the time mm-hmm. until I started paying attention to things that I wanted to get done within my city. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no other choice because it's people at a higher level and higher power that you know have control over what I need to be mm-hmm. done. So it's just like you have no choice but to vote. And pay mm-hmm. attention. And to start getting involved. Yes. Truth be told, I really wasn't into politics until this last election. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to just, like, you know, just write, uh, vote for who, you know, I think is cool, which was Obama at the time. Because who was going to vote for Mitt Romney? Right. And then I felt like my vote wasn't even going to count. Like, I'm just, like, one little person. But then I'm like, no. Like, your it vote definitely matters. matters. Like, <laughs> you need to go and you need to vote because you see what's going on. And I'm sure you don't like it. So. Mm-hmm. And I think that this was definitely a wake up call. Like, one, we need to fix um, just the way this country is governed. We need to fix who is in charge of making the decisions. Oh, friendly reminder, listeners, 2018 is an election year. So House and Senate seats are up for re-election, every single one of them. So if we can get the right people in charge in those House and Senate seats, like, (laughs) Trump can be gone. Gone! So that's, like, the main focus of this year's election. Just make sure we are making the right decisions, focusing on getting the right people in those seats, and we'll be solid. Right. So, Oprah, good for your, like, good job on that speech. It was amazing and beautiful. I didn't even listen. You got to go home and listen to it. Oh, my God. I am. It was beautiful. It was, like, nine minutes of just, like, yes. Yes, Oprah, yes. There was one part of it. I cannot remember what she said. But the way she said it, I honestly screamed. I was, like, you better. (laughs) Like, I think that's what I did. I was, like, Like, yes, yes, Oprah. That was, it was just like an amazing point. And um, I think Gail said that she obviously wrote the entire speech because she started off as a journalist and a writer. So there's no reason why she wouldn't be able to write it. That's right. what she started off in. So shout out to Oprah. Just being awesome. The second topic. <sighs> so H&M is in a lot of hot water. The clothing retailer featured a black boy in one of their sweatshirts um, during an ad campaign, which is like, you know, no big deal. Like, cool. This kid's getting his money. But wrong. <laughs> the sweatshirt that the little black boy was wearing said, coolest monkey in the jungle. So if you don't know the issue with the term monkey in reference to black people, maybe you should read up. <laughs> That's like it's obviously like it's, it's a racial slur towards African Americans. So H and M lost a lot of supporters, including LeBron James, Snoop Dogg, and The Weeknd, who collaborated with the brand for a men's clothing lines in the past. And he announced that he's no longer going to work with them. So, come on, there's got to be someone in that office who is like, hmm, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, come on. I feel like even if it was someone in the office that thought that it was a bad idea, the parent agreed yeah! to it. So oh it's my like, God. Like, I understand, like, this money is probably going to his college tuition, whatever. But, but <laughs> come on. I mean, if no parent agreed to it, 
then it wouldn't be a black child. Straight up. So, I mean, it's not the people in the office fault or the founder of the company or whoever because if no parent agreed to it, it wouldn't be no face. Mm -hmm. So They could have just, like, why do they have to put a child in it? Like, there's a lot of clothes on websites where they just have, like, just a, the, the shirt like laid out on like a white background so you can see like all sides of it but no they had to put this particular shirt on this particular boy they could have put it on any other child but they put it on him maybe they wanted the spotlight maybe they wanted to cause the controversy like oh i hope that no one just goes out trying to find controversy that's horrifying the other i mean explanation for this type of ignorance yes like what would make you want to do this anyway i'm sure before they finalized everything that they seen that this was going to be a problem honestly like and you know the people there obviously like they're probably old enough to know that these are issues and you're you should the history of this country you should know what slurs are what I mean, like, if you never had to live that, so knowing there's probably, like, a lot of um, not-ethnic people in the boardroom at H&M. But, like, obviously, since you don't, you've never had to deal with something like that, but that, that, like, you need to, you can't just think about yourself. Right. Like, I know it's a shirt, and I know it's just, like, a camp, an ad campaign, whatever, but think about who shops at H&M. It's not just, like, white people. Obviously, there's a black boy in a shirt on your website with, like, you can't just expect, like, oh, yeah, just because we have, like, this black kid on our website that black people don't shop there. (laughs) Do you shop at H&M? No. My nephew actually, well, I shop there. Yes, I do. I shop there for my nephew. He loves H&M. Now, I I don't mind H&M. It's just the H&M at our mall is so dirty and a mess like you know how when you go to some malls some stores are just like disheveled and there's like clothes on the ground and you don't know where anything is that's the h&m near my house but then when you go to other h&m's they're spotless and they're beautiful and you're like oh i can actually shop here because it doesn't look i never went into h&m and it was spotless all the (laughs) h&m's always look a mess except for the one where is it I don't want to say too close because I don't want people to know where I live. But it's, <laughs> it's in New Jersey. And it's just like some of them are really nice, but most of them are a mess. Never been to a nice one yet. <laughs> we need to go on like a hunt to find the nicest H&M. Oh, you know what? The one in Times Square is really nice. Oh, see, I haven't been there. It's very nice. It's clean. Maybe because they want to impress tourists. But it's clean. It's like two two floors very big that's a nice h&m even the one in woodbridge i would think that you know it would be nice. that's the one <laughs> see i'll say that because it's like far enough from where i live so no one will know <laughs> but um <laughs> but the woodbridge one is not too bad <laughs> uh so a lot of people are calling for a boycott have you ever stopped using a product because of like a controversy surrounding the product no same here. Like, you know how there was, like, the whole Shea Moisture thing? Yes. I still use Shea Moisture because it's the only thing that works for my hair. <laughs> yeah, I never. If I stop shopping somewhere or stop using the product, it had 
to do something to me or it don't mm-hmm. it no longer fits me. Yeah, or you just like outgrow it. Yes. Like I don't wanna stop shopping at Forever Twenty One, but I feel like it's almost time. I feel like the clothing there is getting way juvenile. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I can't wear this anymore. It makes me like, it's sad because like, I remember when I was like a teenager and I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to Forever 21, shop at Forever 21. Now I'm like, oh my God, I can't shop at Forever 21. It's way too childish. They, I hate when you have like clothes and it like, oh, this is really nice. It's like a nice shirt or a blouse or something. And then you look at it and there's like a unicorn on it. That's kind of <laughs> what it's like for me at Forever 21 right. now. I'm like, oh, well. Guess I'm done shopping here. H and M, I feel like grows with you. I feel like it do too. Mm-hmm. Like you like can it. shop at H and M. You can get like sweatpants there. You can get a nice blouse, and then you can also get like work clothes. Right. I feel like H and M never really been for me because it's too complicated to shop at H and M. It's like. Oh, I wear medium and shirts, so I can't. I like to yeah. be in and out. Their but I sizes can't. are wild. Yes. It's like, am I a two or am I a four or am I a six? I'm like, right. I don't even know. Like, I've never been to 12 before, but for some reason in H&M, I need to, like, come on. I'm not going through all of that. I just rather not shop. Yeah, through. I think I got a pair of slacks that I still haven't worn. They're like those dressy, like, um, not half. They're like those those dressy looking capris. That pe- sometimes people wear with, like, a nice blouse. Okay. Okay, so, like, I got one of them at H&M, and it was, like, a size 8 that I fit in. I'm like, these are going to either be way too big, and then, but if I tried on the 6, it would be, like, way too small. There's no in-between at H&M. See, no, <laughs> no. And I need an in-between, because I might be in-between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I was like, mm-hmm. no. But I love the way my nephew look in H&M, like... His parents shopped there for them for him. I'm not sure if they're gonna stop, but I know that I wouldn't. It's nice clothes. I think people have a well. You may know people have a tendency to overreact sometimes. So yes, and I just want to know, like, how would how would people how would the black people react if it wasn't a white child? They wouldn't have said anything. Like you know, like wouldn't have said a single solitary thing. Or even if if it was on a black man instead of a little boy. <laughs> if it was on a black man, I don't think anyone would have said anything. Any, well, maybe. I don't think an older man would be wearing a shirt that says Coolest Monkey in the Jungle. Though. I would right. hope not. But I'm like, just I hope saying, because yeah. I wouldn't think that a kid would be wearing that type of sweater either. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Coolest Monkey. Of course, the parents had to make the decision. I'm sure the child have a father, too. So, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know. I feel like, in a way, that decision was a lot of people's fault it was obviously the creative team behind the photo shoot to put the child in that shirt but it was also in a way the fault of the parents for being like yeah this is this is not an issue at all knowing the the weight that that word carries in this community Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like the only reason why i feel like it was only the parents fault because Regardless if it was him or any other child, the decision couldn't have been made without the parents. So even if the team had the vision and, you know, that's what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. it still had to be up to someone. Because like you said, mm-hmm. if every parent said no, then it would have just been a sweater on, yeah. a, on a white screen. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, shop here. Click yeah. Here. And they wouldn't have had, like they said that the they like got rid of the shirt. It's not set like it's not on the website anymore. All because of this. It's like, well, a certain 
creative um, change in that right. would have kept their shirt on the market if they had just said, hey, no, wait, this is not a term that we use in this community lightly. And they're like, okay. But no one said anything. And that's like, it's not solely H&M's fault, for sure. I feel like, I feel like it's just the parents because if you would have seen a picture like that of someone, a black parent just put it on a child, post a regular picture, and H&M wouldn't have advertised it, no one wouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's not, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's like the parent did it. Like the parent, besides the parent didn't take the picture. <laughs> of course, you know, but you allowed your child to put that sweater on. They didn't force you. Mm-hmm. You allowed them to have a whole photo shoot, I'm sure, because it wasn't just. Ugh, and the photographer was probably like, man, now all these shots are gone to waste. Right. That's like, a, and photo shoots are not like, it's a, they're an all day thing. Right. So all day you saw this boy the in this shirt. Shot. It was just like... All day this boy was in this shirt and no one said anything. I'm sure that Damn. this was thought through though because mm-hmm. H&M lost a lot of money and a lot of sponsors the weekend was like nah we're done we're not ever working together again mm. so it's like I'm sh- I don't know what was the reason behind it but I was sure hope that it was worth it because even his stock went down I was like mm-hmm. okay so I hope you're happy H&M <laughs> for making a terrible creative decision <laughs> but that's all for talk of the town and now we're going to move on to questions with my guest. So basically give um, the listeners at home a little bit of like what you do. I'm more of a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. But I am the founder of Beyond Bundles is a hair extension company. And I'm also the founder of I Empower is a nonprofit organization. Which one you want me to speak about? First? We're actually going to talk about both. Trust me. I got this covered. So when did community outreach become important in your life? Um, I would want to say... Because you're still so young. You're only 20. <laughs> oh my goodness. At the age of 17. What was it that um, in- inspired you to start? Because I was graduating, actually graduating high school, and I was listening to, I was always, I was never into my community, but I will always go to, like, little, little parties, little functionings and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I will always look at how my friends would behave, like, their behaviors, and I would just be like, wow, like, okay, you're out here fighting, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not into fighting or anything like that, so... I heard this lady say, oh, it's your generation. Like, your generation just messing it up for everybody. So I'm like, (laughs) like, like, excuse me? My generation did it? Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Like, so I'm like, well, let me look at my generation then, you know? Let me see what we're doing. All the problems we're causing or whatever the case may be. So when I seen that and I started paying, paying attention to, you know, my surroundings, started reaching out to different people and, organizations as well I was like you know I feel like it was a misunderstanding like a lot of people misunderstand mm-hmm. my generation so I was like it's time that I start help helping them understand us you know mm-hmm. because we're not as bad as we look yeah <laughs> so yeah that's it just I was like, tired of yeah. hearing 
my generation. Mm-hmm. My all it takes generation. is like a few bad apples in the batch for people to be like, oh, you all suck. It's like, no, it, that's not true. There's a lot of, there's, I feel like there's so many more um, millennials who are starting to get involved in their communities. Yes. Because they're seeing what can happen and what we're taking on um, for our futures. So we're like, might as well start now to make a difference so it's better for our children than it is for us because we are inheriting a lot of nonsense. Right. A lot of nonsense. Right. And I really feel like we can accomplish more together than we could alone, Mm -hmm. you know? And I've seen that, but it's so hard working with people Mm -hmm. because (laughs) (laughs) it's hard understanding people. And it's a little complicated understanding yourself, too. So Mm -hmm. that's what made me want to get more involved because I feel like once you start to get to know yourself, it's easier for you to work with people once mm-hmm. you understand yourself because you know who you can work with and who you can't work with. So it's like, this is for me. Is that the um, inspiration between uh, uh, for I Am Power? Yes. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about that. I Am Power actually is a nonprofit organization to give my generation, but also... And it's open to anyone, mm-hmm. you know. It's not a specific age, gender, sex, none of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, anyone become a part of the organization. But it it gives you a chance to express yourself through your talent. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever talent you have, it gives you the chance to, you know, rap, sing, whatever. You know, it gives you a chance to get to know yourself instead of doing the wrong thing. Because in my community... We get recognized for all the bad things you do. Like, you, 16-year-old, kill someone, you're going to be on the front paper of the Jersey Journal, you know? Mm-hmm. 16-year-old, you become a makeup artist, you do a celebrity, anything, like, you know, that's big for you, it's hard to get recognized for yeah. it. So, I want us to get recognized for the good things that we do. So, that's my goal. My goal is to uplift, you know, my generation. You know, tell them that you have support because it's hard when you want to be an entrepreneur, anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do it alone. So, you know, <laughs> you want you need someone to have your back. And I just want them to know that, you know, you're not doing it alone. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one who wants to be someone mm-hmm. or have a purpose to fulfill. So that's the organization that gives you the space and a person to talk to mm-hmm. to help you fulfill your purpose in life. What do you think uh, makes your company stand out from other empowerment companies in this tri-state area? Um... I feel like I can relate more to my generation because mm-hmm. I'm young. So I pretty much, I'm living there. I'm not, also, I can't say, you know, it's, when you're speaking to a young person and you older, even though you've been through it, they feel like, oh, you don't know what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what I'm going through right now. When in actuality, we have so much more to deal with nowadays. Yes. That they could, if they had to deal with this right now, it would make their head spin. Right. So it's like when you come to me, you can't say that to me because if you 20 or 15, it's like I'm still living it. So mm-hmm. it's like that's no excuse for me because we living it together. So mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. It's like you can't really give me the same excuses. You have no excuse for me mm-hmm. because I have to wake up to everything that you have to wake up to. Yeah, there's so much that millennials in particular have to deal with um, in this day and age, whether it's like, oh, hell. <laughs> 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 no big deal. No big deal at all. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, funny story about that before I go back to what I was talking about. But um, I had like um, in, in my first, my very first on-camera interview, I was so nervous as it was. And um, I was worried that my people weren't going to get here, like get to uh, my office in time. So I had my phone on uh, um, my ring. I never have my phone on my ringer unless I'm expecting a call. So um, they came on time, all was good. And as soon as the interview started, like the camera started rolling, it was on Facebook Live too, by the way, and Instagram Live. And my dad calls me <laughs> and my phone rings. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, live TV, huh? nothing like it. I was so embarrassed because it was my very first live interview. But the rest of it went on without a hitch. But, oh my God, it was horrifying. But no big deal. I'm like, total. <laughs> it's totally fine. But yeah, between us having to deal with um, just the pressures of the industries that we're hoping to go into, um, us being ridiculously in debt because college is expensive or like just life is expensive. And then, oh God, like trying to make a name for yourself if that's what you want to do in life through personal branding and social media is a non, just ridiculous. And there's just so much we have to deal with that like it's, it, it, it's always a slap in the face when like an older person is like, nah, you need to get it together. Yes. Or you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what real pressure is. It's like, no, this is actually really awful. Like millennials have it extremely tough. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And it's like they, you, you always have, and I feel like a lot of organizations in the tri-state area are ran by older people. Mm -hmm. so, so they don't really, they don't really get it. Right. And it's like, I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I completely get it. Like, I get it. I get you. And a lot of organizations are focused on, in particular things, like, it's a lot of domestic violence mm -hmm. um, organizations. It's a lot of, um, what other kind of organizations they have? Maybe, the, like, stuff about, um... Violence. Low-income communities. Low-income, yeah. It's, like, it's always about something different, but it's never about you. Even mm -hmm. though they, you know, they empower self-love, but they never really talk about self-love. It's always something like, you know, even in school, in schools where I grow up, they talk about what do you want to be when you get older? They don't, they don't ask you what's your favorite color anymore, what's your favorite mm -hmm. food anymore. Like after first grade, they stop focusing on you and they get straight into the math problems, the science, mm -hmm. the social studies. But it's like, what about me? I still need to be in tune with me. I need to learn, but yeah, I still want to know about me too. Mm-hmm. And that's what caused millenniums to make the decisions that they make sometimes and they go down the wrong path because it's like you lose focus about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like So it's like your focus is towards everything else. Now you start stressing about you don't understand your math. And I feel like if you have the self-love, it wouldn't, it wouldn't frustrate you to not understand the math problem. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't try to distract the class or you wouldn't start misbehaving or you wouldn't get pregnant at 14 or, you know, like, mm -hmm. I feel like we can avoid a lot of that mm -hmm. if we focus more on ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so then you're also um, the founder and CEO of Beyond Bundles. So yes. give us a little rundown about Beyond Bundles. Beyond Bundles, I actually started when I was in high school because I started cosmetology my freshman year as a magnet program. And What's your specialty? Like, is it hair? Is it makeup? Hair, it... but we have to learn everything. Uh, everything, yes. State board is everything. There's no 
specializing in hair, makeup, not unless eyebrows. You, not unless, <laughs> yes, not unless you graduate and you be like, okay, I just want to be a makeup artist. You could take a test for that. Mm-hmm. But when you're in high school, when you're in that program, you have to learn everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite is hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. But Beyond Bundles was founded my senior year. We had to do a project and we had to create a business plan for a hair salon. Mm-hmm. And in my hair salon, I'm like, oh, I want to sell hair. And it was kind of a joke and serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you did the business plan and it's perfect. So you could do this. Like, you like hair. And I feel like extensions give you the chance to express yourself as well. I love like extensions and wigs and they're so much fun it gives you a chance to be like whoever you want to be be yes without damaging your neck absolutely have you ever had like an experience where you had like severely damaged hair i feel like all women have had that like once in their life yes and if you use the extensions you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about your hair hair will just that's the thing ladies don't touch your hair and it will grow yes yes people be like oh my hair's gonna be dirty you know i have to do this i have to do that i have to use this product i have to do Mm-mm. No, you don't you have can just to. You can pop in those extensions. You can wash extensions. Yes, like, you can wash them, dye them, cut them. You know, it gives you the chance to be whoever you want to be. Like mm-hmm. people be like, why? I hate this. Why do black people wear extensions? Okay, now let's start. Okay, black people wear extensions in their hair because they want to. Yes, like like, Like, because they want to. First of black people have feelings. Because I know me, one day I want to be short. One day, one day I want to be long. Mm -hmm. One day it's like one day I want purple hair. One day I want pink. Like yeah, sometimes you want to have like what's wrong with like experimenting? Because like people can experiment like with their. Say it's to me having like a different hairstyle every day is like changing your clothes you can do whatever you want with your clothes you don't have to be like oh like my style is like boho or i'm like a little bit more rocker chic whatever but no you can do whatever you want you can wear whatever you want you can do your hair however you want my i had um a wig on my wig on for uh new year's and right now i have um braided extensions in you can do whatever you want with your hair right with extensions it just gives you a freedom yes like I love extensions. They're I a lot of fun. Them. I think, when was my first pair of extensions? I think I was a junior in high school. They were long and straight. I looked very, like, you know the scene kid? <laughs> I looked kind of sceney because, like, my natural, well, I, actually, that's a lie. I was relaxed since I was five. And then, this is actually, I actually am fully natural now. Okay. Um, When did I stop being? I, <laughs> my hair got to the middle of my back relaxed like my hair has always been really long but like there was a lot of crazy experiences that I went through like we started going to like this one shop and I don't know what they were putting in my hair but the shampoo was extremely drying it like stripped my hair of like natural moisture you know how when you have like dead ends and you could just like kind of like lightly tug on them and like obviously your hair will come out because right you need to get a trim right I would be pulling out clumps it sounded like I was pulling grass out of my hair. My ends were that fragile and dry. But I started going to my most trusted hairstylist. I've been going to her now for nine years. Oh, okay. I followed her 
everywhere she went. She had her own shop. I followed her. She started freelancing at this one place. I followed I followed her all around the state because <laughs> she was just like she understood that I wanted to like be an individual. So like if I'm like, hey, I want to put an extension, she'd be like, OK, cool. But then if well, like when I finally was made the decision to go natural, she was also like, that's fine. Let's let's do it. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Black people love to do fun things with their hair and people need to stop policing that. Yes, and that's just, I come across it all the time. Well, why do black people want to wear extensions? First off, I have a lot of white customers, like, Mm -hmm. that wear extensions, too. And you'd be surprised. Look at all the women in Hollywood. That's not their real hair. Yes. None of them have real hair. I'm like, okay, so when you watch these movies, do you think that that's their real hair? Mm -mm. No. I think the only person, to me, who has real hair in Hollywood... It's Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City. She's got... Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're so young. Yes. What is she in now? I don't even know. No, I don't even know. But she was in this show called Sex and the City, and she has always... Like, she's been a star since she was, like, really young. And she's always had a beautiful head of curly hair. No matter what she's in, her hair is always beautiful. And I'm like, I feel like she's the only person in Hollywood that has real hair. The rest of them are all obviously fake. Anyone who has a pixie cut obviously has real hair because it's they've cut it all off. Right. But yeah, it's so much fun. Extensions are the best. Yeah, so I'm like, I need to come up with some hair extensions that's gonna fit me just the way I need them to fit me. Mm-hmm. But also gives other people the chance to be creative as well. Mm-hmm. So that's when Beyond Bundles came about, and the name Beyond Bundles because you know hair extensions is bundles, mm-hmm. and but it's more than just the hair itself. So I'm like, it's beyond that. Like, you know, it's beyond the bundles that I'm selling. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came up with the name of the company. Catchy. <laughs> now, do you buy the hair yourself or is it from donations? I buy the hair myself. Woo, big baller. <laughs> now, do you uh, go to like different um, shops or is it different websites? Um, Actually, it's from a wholesale company. Ah. So it's all in one. Awesome. Is it like, is it expensive? Or not as expensive as I'm expecting. Not as not as expensive as you're expecting, no. Because it's human hair. It's not virgin hair. Ah. Virgin hair. Not virgin hair. Another level. Ooh. You, you got to take out like level, another you know? loan for you. Like, yes. Like, ooh, that's, that's almost a mortgage, car loan, everything, <laughs> for you know. No. And some of these sites really be selling these wigs, like human hair wigs, virgin human hair, for like $1,000. I'm like... Now you know that that wig does not cost a thousand dollars. Yes, and it's just like you know. Now you, I, I really dislike false advertising, and you cannot tell me that a virgin hair cost. I be seeing it online. Virgin hair cost twenty six dollars a bundle. Mm-mm. That must be on like AliExpress. <laughs> Yes, and they they'll tell you they'll sell you a story. One hundred percent virgin hair. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. You can do that. I'm like, Mm-mm. now I got hair from AliExpress, and it was not no twenty six dollars. I got I think three full uh, Malaysian bundles. <laughs> they were not twenty six dollars. Absolutely How much? not. I don't even want to say. It was like I was making my first wig. Well, I wasn't making because I can't do anything. <laughs> but my friend was making a wig. I got three bundles for one seventy. They were on sale. 
See, I'm telling you, I can show you some hands, like $26 a bundle on AliExpress. That's not disgusting. That's I was like, disgusting. Okay, what, what, what are we doing? Like, and it's going to come out know. and looking like Cabbage Patch baby hair. It like, probably doesn't have any sort of sheen. Yes, because nope. the client came to me and she was like, oh, I got this hair from this website. This is it. Let me show you. Mm. What do you think about it? I'm like, first of all, do you know what you got? Do you know what you ordered? Do you know what that is? My sister got a wig from AliExpress. It was the girl's first wig. <laughs> a mess. Okay. This wig has no... The part was not plucked in the slightest. I'm pretty sure there's still lace on the hairline. Like, girl, when oh, I see? tell you that this is busted, it's busted. See, I can't... It it all depends on what look you're going for because I just... Busted? <laughs> it, that goes to this because I just sponsored the... um Actually... A web series show called Working Out the Kings, and nice certain looks, yes, and certain looks, you know, you have to be busted. So you Oof. know that wig will fit that situation. Mm. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I had to ask her, you know, what look you going for? Is this the kind of look you going for? Is this what you want? Mm-hmm. She was like, No, I want to look like this. I was like, <laughs> Let me show you a picture of like Beyonce. Beyonce, yes, <laughs> Beyonce. Like, um, not with this wig, you're gonna look like Keith Richards. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, sorry, you know. Let's try to, let's, <laughs> um, well, you're not to gonna get that, <laughs> you know. What we can do is we can change this around, and you know, we can do this this way to give you this look. But mm-hmm. we're definitely not hitting Beyonce not today. <laughs> not, I mean, today. not today. Not twenty six dollars. We're not. Now we were also discussing. We were discussing um how. There's the stigma that, like, all black women always have to have, um, like, extensions, weaves, whatever. But there's also, like, a stigma and a back-and-forth controversy between natural hair and relaxed hair and how black women view other black women for how they choose to do their hair. So have you ever experienced something like that? Have you Um, always been natural or you were relaxed at a time? I'm not natural. I don't think that I would go natural. Ah. (laughs) I think, I really do think that, no, I don't think that certain looks is for certain people. However, I do feel like being natural don't allow you to really express yourself the way being relaxed do. Like, with being relaxed, you could pretty much do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go any way you want to go. You could go the curly way. You could perm it. You could do anything. But I feel like being natural, you're always going to have a little piece of coarse hair in there like mm-hmm. it's never gonna be bone straight you can't go get that hairstyle that you want it's gonna mess up quick mm-hmm. like you know so i had that a couple times and i also have a lot of natural clients that come in and want certain hairstyles that's not gonna look the way they want it to look because they're natural mm-hmm. so i i straight away from the relaxers because i wanted to dye my hair <laughs> and I'm like, obviously, if I tried to, like, dye my hair relaxed, I would not have any hair, probably. Because, like, obvi- my hair is very dark brown, nearly black. So if I, like, obviously, you'd have to, like, put in, like, bleach and stuff mm-hmm. to make it lighten. And I didn't want to deal with that. I was really afraid that something bad was going to happen to me. I was going to go bald. Depending on, depending on the color, you don't have 
to bleach your hair mm-hmm. if you get it done the right way. And being relaxed, you can still dye your hair really? the right way. Yes. I was like petrified. Because I, I had highlights when I was relaxed. They were like a honey brown. They were very nice, but like we were really cautious when we did it. And then when I was like half relaxed, half natural, like still growing my natural hair through, I like got like blonde highlights. With dealing with hair rough. color, I feel like you should always go to professional people that's licensed mm-hmm. to deal with hair yeah. color because they very careful yeah. with what they do My and how they do it. My was very, very careful about and that. And they won't just do anything you come in asking for. Yeah, some people will turn you away and be like, oh, I want to do this. And it's like, uh, no. No. You're not getting that. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Because they can get sued and it's a lot of liability with that. So when you in the house, like a lot of people... And then the controversy come too with the relaxed and the natural hair because most people do things at home. Most people relax Ooh, their hair yeah. at home. Most people yeah, try to relax. for me. <laughs> or that Mazzani. Yeah, it's like, you know, most people try to relax their hair themselves. And you messing it up. You mm-hmm. don't do it the right way. So that's why you can't do what you want to do. a lot of damage to your scalp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yay, beyond bundles. <laughs> and last question. You're only 20, as I've said numerous times. So what are you hoping to accomplish as you grow as an entrepreneur and a person? I'm hoping to change the perspectives of my generation. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to grow my hair company, you know, expand, be international soon. Um, I also want to travel and network, meet different people pretty much as of right now open up my own i want to open up my own storefront and i want to start looking for a location for my nonprofit organization so hopefully i'm looking to expand both of my companies you know my brands Mm -hmm. so soon you know i just want to have a foundation to where people will be comfortable coming to me in my organization Mm -hmm. so you know they can be who they want to be Mm-hmm. And you can be whoever you want to be if you do like the empower, which you um, talked about with self love, and then you can also be whoever you want to be when you have different color extensions and different types right, of you know. So you're all about just like being yourself. Yes, I like it because it's not easy, and it's also a lot harder to be someone else. Only reason why I feel like it's e- easier to be someone else than it is to be yourself because when you be in someone else, it's like they already have the blueprint laid out for mm-hmm. you. Like you could just follow in their footsteps, like, mm-hmm. you know, but when you be in yourself, you have to find the footsteps in the direction that you want to go in. And that's a lot harder than, you know, just walking in the paths of someone else's because it's already planned out for you. I love self-aware people. <laughs> I love it. I wish you could like talk to some people that I know because they, even like I'm um, I'm gonna be 25 in the summer. I have friends my age who are still like, I don't know who I am. I'm like, well, you're not gonna figure it out by copying me. Right, <laughs> right. And it's like, I find like a lot of people watch TV. I feel like it's not what you do. It's really more so of why you do it. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing. A lot of people say, oh, I'm not gonna allow my child to watch TV. Why not? <laughs> like, 
why why not like you know they you can't be around your child 24 7 so Mm -hmm. they're gonna find a minute to watch tv Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's more so you should ask your child why they want to watch what they're watching. Mm-hmm. You know, watch it with purpose. Don't just watch Love and Hip Hop to see what drama going on. Oh, in. my God. Did you start watching Love and Hip Hop Miami? No. Oh, my God. Because I feel like there's no purpose for me. I am only watching it because I enjoy Trina, the rapper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Amara La Negra is so cute. I think she is such a cute little personality and... She's going to be, like, you know how Cardi B, like, popped off from Love and Hip Hop? Right. I feel like Amara La Negra is going to be the same. She's going to, like, find her footing, and people are going to find her. She's going to have that poppin' song, and everyone's going to fall in love with her. And she's, like, not even a rapper. She's, like, uh, a singer, and she does, like, this sort of Tejano, Selena music. It's, like, really, okay. like, mm, 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 mm. Okay, I'm going to look at that to see what kind of music she has. She's, like, she speaks in... Full Spanish when she sings. Like, it's completely different from what to expect on Love and Hip Hop. The rest of it, I, like, never watch Love and Hip Hop. Like, Trina is very special. That's why, right. like, the only reason I'm watching Love and Hip Hop is for Trina. But I'm on someone special for sure. The rest of I don't care about the rest of them. Like, I wish I could fast forward it. It's just so phony and fake. That's how I feel. It's so phony. And I feel like it's just. I need more purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, no. Don't um, need any more mm-mm. rotten brain cells. No. <laughs> I'm more into, like, power. Um, uh, what's the other show I watch? Empower. Empire? Yeah. Empower, <laughs> so you know. That's it. Damn near the same thing. Though. Right. Empire. Empower. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It, it, I feel like it's a lot of purpose in those shows and this everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, watch that. <laughs> awesome. So my last segment is my favorite segment. It's called Unpopular Opinions. And we just give an unpopular opinion that we have and okay. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the segment. And then we like wrap it up and then we go on about a merry day and I can get myself something to <laughs> So do you have an unpopular opinion? Everyone has one. Don't feel any, like, judgment. Oh, no, that's not me. Like, <laughs> if it come out wrong, it come out wrong, you know, correct it. But um, I'm not sure. One can't come out right now. I'll do mine, and I'll give you some time to think. Okay. Okay, so my unpopular opinion this time around, we need to leave, to leave a couple words in 2017 it's 2018 we gotta start fresh and some of the words that need to end or should have been left shook we cannot say shook anymore i'm tired of it um i'm really actually don't like when people um when people say facts i don't it just pisses me off like instead of being like oh yes absolutely like you're correct they're just like facts i don't know just it's just something about it just yeah, it's like you have nothing else to add. You have nothing like more intelligent to say. So you just say facts to add to like it's just dumb. I don't like when people use um, the word big, like big facts. That's dumb too. <laughs> I can't stand that. And I wish those two words would really go away. Like big facts, big mad. Big, like those are the ones I hate. I hate the most. Um, what else is another one that I really? 
Um, as much as I love Beyonce, I think we need to leave Slay. Slay needs to go. Absolutely. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> slay needs like, to go. I'm going to slay this hairstyle. I'm going to slay this oh outfit. Slayed my test. Okay. Slayed today. Work. I slayed this paint. Like, no, we're done. We've overused it. Slay can, slay can go. <laughs> there was one more word. Facts. Slay. There was one more word. That was in my, like, spirit. What is it? Um, facts. Big facts. <laughs> um, slay. Big facts is right there. Big, <laughs> Big facts. facts. What was the other word? Oh, my God. Okay. So, listeners, you know how I talked about how I was going to do, like, a um, a Twitter, Instagram. Like, I was going to be done for a bit. Like, I don't have it on my phone. I'm done for real. Like, I don't go on social media right now. So if you see me um, tweeting, it's not me. It's my sister. She told me she was going to hold down the fort. But only when I, like, am promoting my show. Um, But other than that, and my friend JoJo, who gave me this um, 7-Eleven sweatshirt, is the one who holds down the Instagram I need to remember, but right now I'm going on to my Twitter just to look at it to see what I wrote because I put like, these words need to stay, but I can't remember what it is. When I see it, I know I'm going to like scream and I'm (laughs) worried because I don't want to like burn everybody's ears. What is it? Um, Okay. I think we're getting close. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Lit. (laughs) We need to keep lit. In 2017. So lit, slay, facts, big facts, shook, shooketh. They need to go. Lit needs to go. Lit definitely needs to Lit, I feel it needs to go. We need, like, we, I'm, I can't. It's not up for debate. It just needs to go. If I could <laughs> How long have we been saying lit? At least two years. Same with slay. That show is really lit. Like, it's going to be really lit there at the um, uh, oh, we're going to be able to do this tonight. Okay, lit. Like, what? No. No. But that actually was over here before it got to me. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it starts somewhere and then someone catches on and it just like Drag does it. not stop. It Drag gets it. so... Uh, you know what? I think I can, you just said drag. So I'm like, oh, we can keep drag for like a little while longer. Like, oh, yes, drag them. Drag her. <laughs> like that can stay for a little bit while, like a little while longer. I'm giving drag in my personal vocabulary. Drag, I'm only going to keep maybe another like six months. The only word that I feel like I've kept with longevity because it matters so much to me is yes. Like that has yes. stayed. That has stayed. I've been saying yes since like 2012. I can't imagine myself not saying that word. It matters so much to me. I can. Maybe so. Maybe the end of this year. It should be going for me. Yes. I feel like it's going to be going. Oh. R.I.P. Yes. Lit, it's, 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 I probably use it once in a while. 
Mm-hmm. I probably use it once in a while. Probably because it's going to just come naturally come out. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the times, I don't I think I've said, I think I said shook maybe once. Shooketh is like not even a thing. Like I don't even know who made that up, but whoever made it up needs to be like smacked. <laughs> slay, uh, I'm done. Like I can't do it. That was, I was tired of Slay in 2017 because I used it so much in 2016. So I'm like, okay, I've got to eradicate that. And I have, and I'm going to make sure that it stays away from me. And Big Facts has never been a part of my vocabulary. Mm-mm. Big Facts and Facts. Done. Nope. Can't. I can't remember. I know I use Facts a couple times, but I can't Ooh. remember using Big Facts. Big Facts. Big Mood. Ooh. Both of those. Mood. Oh, Mood <laughs> is kind of annoying, too. But I think that's my unpopular opinion. Just, like, leave those words behind, and we can have a successful and prosperous 2018. <laughs> what was your unpopular opinion, girl? I still don't have one. <laughs> There's gotta be one. It could be about uh, foods. It could be about movies, shows, life, anything. <sighs> Everybody's got one. I even have another one, but I'm gonna keep it till the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the new year, new me. Ah, I just feel like it should be new second, new me. Mm-hmm. Like, because no one ever really changes. Changes the like. Why do it take a new year for it to be a new you when you have a whole new second in front of you? Like <laughs> you know, it's another second. You know, mm-hmm. stop eating meat next year. Why, when you have the next second, you can no longer eat meat anymore? Mm-hmm. Like. It could be just as simple easy. as that, like, instantaneous. Yes. So, yes, Mm-mm. no more new year, new me. <laughs> We're done with that. New second, new me. Like take that, take advantage of that next second that you have in your life, and just prosper. Do it, mm-hmm. whatever it is, go for it. I have like a list of goals on my computer that I wanted to accomplish in 2018, but then I was like, hmm, you know, new. My new year is August 6th, my birthday. So, like, why wait till January 1st when I have from August 6th till August 6th to do a new me, new year, new me, whatever. So I just wrote, like, year 24, 2018 goals or 2017. I accomplished a lot of stuff already, and 2018 just started because I started August 6th. Right. But I realized that when... I'm like, you know what, 2018 going to be a good year for me. You know, I want to do this, I want to mm-hmm. do that, I want to do it. And a lot of things that I started saying that I wanted to do in 2018 started happening the t- the end of mm-hmm. 2017. So yep. I'm like, the new year hasn't came yet. Yep. And these new blessings already hit. And these new things already started changing. So I'm like, it doesn't take for a new it, it year. It really doesn't take a new calendar year for you to like turn your life around. You yes. can do it instant. Yeah, like you said, instantaneously. If you want to, let me share one of my goals. Miscellaneous. I have like different folders on my computer. Wasn't this travel plans? It was that. Um, I wrote, um, delete social media off phone. With there was all in caps, and with periods between <laughs> each word. Delete social media off phone, and I did. And I also like put a check mark next to it because I did it. So all you needed to do is just, like, give yourself, visualize it, tell yourself you're going to do it, and just do it. 
you don't have to wait till the next calendar year. Right. I actually was going to do a vision board, but I changed my mind and decided to give my board to God and let him mm-hmm. create it himself. Look at that. <laughs> so, and he's been showing me off. Like, he's been doing his thing. He ain't leave me wrong yet. So, I'm happy I did make that decision. Look at that. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> leave that word it's just so gross like i can't i can't just hearing it just like send shivers down my spine oh my gosh i think we're done so let me do my outro and then there's a little like mini segment but it's not really that important (laughs) so that's all for and friends with jana jefferson follow me on twitter and instagram at jna jefferson and then follow the show on its new instagram at and friends podcast and don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes the podcast app and google play where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available and if you'd like to be a guest host on the show because that's how the show works you have a new guest every episode hit me up at and friends guest at gmail.com and we'll keep in touch and then listeners of the show you are in for a special treat so we love the beyonce mood of the day it's important to us meaning me. <laughs> so I created a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce mood of the day. So if you go to Spotify and you're a Spotify user, search Beyonce mood of the day and follow it. And each song mentioned by myself and my and friends to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist after each episode. So you can stay up to date on your Beyonce discography because everyone needs to listen to Beyonce. <laughs> so um, extreme thanks to my guest host for today, Kanjiria Shaw, for being incredible. Thank you. Do you have anything to promote? Actually, not. But you can follow my business page at Beyond Bundles. And you can also follow my personal Instagram at Kanjira821. K-E-N-J-E-R-I-A-H-821. Thank you. Have I been pronouncing that wrong? Kinjira? No. You pronounced it right. Okay, because I thought I said Kinjiria. You said it right. I did? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. That's <laughs> so like, knowing how difficult it is to have a unique name. Yes, I that's feel actually it. how you say it. Okay, perfect. I feel the struggle. <laughs> so the end of each episode ends, well, in 2017, we ended each episode with an F.U. to Donald Trump. But now that it's 2018, you know, we're trying to spread the positivity. Yes. Each episode is going to end with a, here's what Donald Trump should do instead of tweeting. And this time, I think that instead of tweeting, Donald Trump should um, learn the national anthem. Did you see that? No. Okay. So, oh my God. Yesterday, there was a, I think it was the National College Football Championship, something, something, I don't know. I don't know sports like that. But Donald Trump went to the event and he went on to the field and they played the, uh, I think it was like the Zach Brown band sang the national anthem. So Trump's on the field and he's got his hand over his heart, whatever. And he, <laughs> he doesn't know the words to the national anthem. He knew, like, certain words like um, bright stars, home of the brave, but he didn't know, like, full stanzas. So he would, like, you know how when people don't know the words, they kind of, like, and they're, like, (laughs) their mouth doesn't really move? No. He was doing, like, y'all's president doesn't know the national anthem, but he can be out here 
critiquing all these people for kneeling during the national anthem, but he don't know the words. So get your life, fix your toupee, and learn the national anthem instead of um, tweeting about it. How about you, Gentiria? What kind of hobby do you think he should pick up instead of tweeting? Sleeping. He just needs to go to sleep. (laughs) He just needs to go to to sleep and leave the job up to someone else. That's it. Mm -hmm. A little bit more qualified? Yes. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the the F.U. is implied. Like, we all say F.U. to Donald Trump because he's just horrific. He's shown us time and time again that the F.U. is really the only logical thing to say to him but yeah 2018 we're all about changing it up we're about being different so we're gonna now do what should you do instead of tweeting and i think that this is a little bit more positive it shows a little bit more you know right creativity to um his madness because it's a lot to deal with but anyway that's (laughs) all for end friends with jada jefferson we'll be back next time thanks for listening bye